huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. I want to thank everybody. Uh, I haven't had a chance yet to be able to write everybody back, but everybody that sent me a happy birthday message on social media, I cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, It was a great day yesterday, and it was just, it was nice to be able to get all those messages from people and, and the people that have been following me uh, through my radio career, even though that I'm not on the radio right now, so many people took the time and wrote me. So that was great. It was it was a pretty good day. I went and picked up my friend, brought her over here to hang out at the Hobo Fish Camp. It was a it was a really really relaxing day. Ended up getting some Chinese food. See, I I always got to be careful because my dad always says, "Go get some of that chunk food." No, Dad, it's Chinese food. But it was absolutely delicious. And then I had to drive down that stupid Maytown Road last night. And I swear to God, these deer on Maytown Road were trying to kamikaze me pretty much the whole 20-mile ride down that desolate road. Uh, I think it might have been like three or four that ended up jumping or cutting across uh, my path going down that road. Uh, Check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. When you go there, you're going to be able to find every single place you want. You're going to find me online, my social media, YouTube, the Reddit page, whatever it may be. Just go to Tuttle.net. I started to read it, and the first word that, of course, sticks out is Negro. So up in Arkansas, this African-American gentleman has a bunch of Christmas displays out, and he has a black Santa. He's got a black Santa. It's not one of those, like, really, really nice ones. You know, it, it kind of shows you that the races, white, black, whatever it may be, have that connection because poor is poor. And I'm not saying this guy is poor, but we've all had those ghetto-ass, just trashy, plastic-looking Christmas ornaments or Halloween decorations. And I thought only white trash put those up, but I guess African-Americans do as well. Now... This is a serious question, not trying to shock jock here, but is Negro not acceptable anymore? I'm I'm just asking. Um, And it's all about how the person feels about the word. So if African-Americans don't like being called Negro, then we should not call them Negro. But I I thought, I I don't know, if you'd like to email me, Tuttle at gmail.com or 407-270-3044. Chris Kennedy has lived in this Lakewood home for three years. Tuesday afternoon, he received a letter in the mail. Went and grabbed my phone, 
and basically recorded me reading it. Please remove your Negro Santa Claus yard decoration. You should not try to deceive children into believing. All right, I'm sorry. There, There's a couple of things that smell a little fishy here. Now, for one, this person that's writing this letter, whoever it is, says you're deceiving people. What, you're deceiving people just like parents deceive their children and lie to them and tell them that there is a Santa Claus? What the hell difference does it matter if it's black or white? It's a, it's a made-up person. It's, it's like the same thing people wanting to argue if Jesus is white or black. Another made-up person. So what I'm trying to say is that this letter doesn't make any sense. How can you deceive something? When all you've been doing is deceiving your kids and telling telling them that some fat, creepy dude with a pedophile beard is coming down a chimney to give you presents. And then you leave them cookies and stuff? Carrots? For the deers? Yeah, man, it, it just, it does not make sense. That I am a Negro. I am a Caucasian, parentheses, white man to you. I have been for the past 600 years. Oh, and that's the other thing. Whoever wrote this letter, they did not write it as themselves. They they wrote it like this was actually white Santa writing this black dude. I can only imagine, like, it, you know, if this is Santa, Santa's got his Ku Klux Klan hood on while he's writing this. You son of a bitch. Why are you telling me that I am some African-American? Yeah, that, no, Santa Claus... If he did exist, I don't think he's racist. At least, well, I mean, midgets aren't race. Elves are not a race. Well, yeah, they, they, they kind of are. So, yeah, I don't even know why I'm getting into this. But, yes, whoever wrote this letter wrote it as they were the actual white Santa. Your being jealous of my race is no excuse for your dishonesty. Besides that, you are making yourself the laughingstock of the neighborhood. Now, you guys understand that this is Arkansas where this took place. Uh, I would love to find out if they used the right your. Like, or did they spell it Y-O-U apostrophe R-E? Or did they do Y-O-U-R? Because, I'm I, listen, I've never been to Arkansas. Hell, Bill Clinton was from that area, so maybe maybe I'm way off bases. Maybe Arkansas actually looks down on Florida, but I can almost guarantee you I would take on all bets that they used the wrong you are or your. The letter, also including a photo of a white Santa with two thumbs down. It was in the mail. Um, it was sent via USPS. So I saw that something was coming from the Lakewood property owners association but i thought it was kind of odd when i opened it i knew it wasn't from them almost immediately the association confirmed the letter did not come from them we reached out to him and gave him a, a membership just to kind of show him that we do uh, we, we want him in the neighborhood we don't want the people who wrote that letter in the neighborhood that's what we do not want i'm just being upfront with you i know this is going to get a lot of heat but you want to know why the the leasing company didn't write it because this guy wrote it. I'm telling you right now, these organizations, and I'm not just calling out Black Lives Matter because this guy had a lot of Black Lives Matter posters in the background of the shot when he was doing this interview. Now, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Black Lives Matter, but I could easily see that this guy wrote himself, sent himself that letter to be able to get the name out there, to get the movement out there. And, I mean, don't don't come at me and act like people don't do things like that. 
you know that it is in the realm of possibilities that this guy wrote this letter to himself. He wanted to be on TV. He wanted to be that famous guy. He wanted the neighbors to like him even more. Now, I could be off basis, and if it's proven that he did not write that letter, I'll, I'll apologize. I'll say, you know what? I was wrong. But this just seems way too suspicious for my liking. One neighbor even left this sign. Someone came and dropped that off last night. People have dropped off cookies and notes, and I've gotten messages on... Come on, buddy. Come on. The last thing that you need, because this guy is a big lard ass, the last thing that you need is to get cookies. Maybe this was his plan the whole time. I'm going to send myself a letter as Santa Claus, as white racist Santa. I am going to scold you and say that you're deceiving the community with your black Santa just to get food. This fat ass mother effer went to all this trouble to get all these holiday baked goods. And I got to tell you, I, I got to give him credit. This guy worked the system. Facebook. Kennedy does have a message for the person who left the letter. If, if I'm a laughing stop by uh, trying to provide joy to other families, children down the street going to school by having out a Santa Claus and, and decorating for Christmas. I know that I'm going to get a lot of hate for that statement, that opinion that the guy sent the letter to himself. But let's be honest. Let's let's not act like we, we have this faith in humanity. Here in the United States of America, let's not act like people aren't complete assholes right now. Uh, let's not act like people are not internet whores and will do anything to get famous. Because this guy sure plastered everything he wanted to mention in the background during this interview. It was not a handwritten letter. Now, uh, I mean, a stupid person a uh, stupid criminal would write it in hand. But and I don't want anybody to think like this was one of those magazines where they cut out little letters and it looked like a serial killer ransom note. No, it was it was typed out. Uh, it was a uh, a stock footage of Santa Claus giving the thumbs down over Black Santa. Now, if they were going to fight, who would win? Black, if, if there was a Black Santa and a White Santa... Who would win? I, I'm telling you right now, I've got my money on Black Santa all day long. I mean, Black Santa is going to be in way better shape. Black Santa is going to have a way bigger penis. Like, seriously. Is there Santa porn? Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Is, is there really Santa porn? Because as soon as I get done with this segment, first thing I'm doing is going on Pornhub and I am searching Santa porn. There's got to be, right? There, there's... There is porn for everything out there, and it would not shock me in the least. So, yes, I'm going to stand by my statement that this guy sent this letter to himself because the Homeowners Association didn't send it. And that's another thing, man. I don't, I don't know how a lot of you people do it that, that live in Homeowners Associations because I never have. I, I never have, never will. Because I always lived out in the middle of nowhere, growing up in a small rural town. But they they rape you guys. Like, seriously, they bend you right over, stick it in you, no lube at all. I mean, they're going in straight dry. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. So, what I'm trying to say is, before you want to start sending me hate, or leaving me hate voicemails, tuttle at gmail.com, 
407-270-3044. But, I mean, look look at the uh, Balloon Boy. But that was also the guy. But everybody was like, oh, my kid, he's floating away in an experimental weather balloon. No, the kid was at home the whole time, and the dad tried to play it off. Oh, he was just hiding. B.S. You saw an opportunity to make a name for yourself. Wasted all the local resources. I don't even know if this guy spent a day in jail with that. So what I'm trying to say is do not be shocked if if we come to find out that this guy wrote the, the Black Santa letter. And who sends letters now, by the way? I, I can't tell you the last time somebody sent me a handwritten letter. It just seems very, very suspicious. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. If you get a chance, go check out my brand new Reddit form. Uh, You'll be able to go on there. You'll be able to talk about whatever you want to, what's going on in your life. Maybe you see an interesting news story. Uh, I talked about this yesterday. I have an AMA uh, form set up there as well, too, where you guys can ask me anything. Ask me about my life, personal life people that I've worked with, you can easily do that by going to my Reddit page. Just search the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And I'm not going to be censoring anything on there. So you guys can go on there, say whatever you want to. And I'm sure if it's really, really good, I am going to use it for the Tuttle Daily Podcast and on my show. So just search the Tuttle Daily Podcast on Reddit. Make sure you subscribe and have at it. Meet all the great supporters of this show. Uh, I was just reading, and I know a lot of you guys could give an F about soccer, but uh, if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that I am a humongous soccer fan. And this guy was way before I started watching soccer. I didn't start watching soccer until 2010 uh, during the South Africa World Cup. But Diego Maradona died today at the age of 60. And it was of a, a heart attack. And I've, I've heard so many rumors. I've read so many stories about the cocaine parties that Diego Maradona would have. And just it, it, what, what I have found really, really strange is uh, out of all of the sports athletes, you would think, which they are, soccer players are the best in shape athletes. In the world, because they are constantly, constantly running. But if you just Google soccer player heart attacks, you would not believe the amount of players that have died suddenly on the pitch. 
Now, am I missing something here? I mean, I know if I'm going to be running five or six miles nonstop every single day, I'm not going to be doing cocaine. Because your heart is already like a hummingbird's heart, flapping and, and pumping at like a thousand beats per minute. And then you're wanting to fucking do some blow uh, when you get out there. They, yeah, man. If you, if you watched any of the stuff with Maradona at the last World Cup in Russia where he was going crazy, there's been videos of him on the bench snorting cocaine. So are we really, really shocked? I mean, from what I've heard, Maradona was not the greatest person in the world. And the one thing he's the most famous for is is cheating, the hand of God thing where he actually handballed uh, uh, an assist to him and scored a goal. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sad. I mean, he was a great, great soccer player for Argentina. But the dude had a grabber today and died at the age of 60. And maybe, maybe it was. Maybe, I, I'm not saying he was doing cocaine when he had his grabber, but... You can't tell me that all the cocaine throughout the years did not put a strain on his heart because you're a soccer player. The last thing that any soccer player should be dying from is a heart attack. You guys should have the best heart in all of the world. So my producer, Vulture, ended up buying me a wireless lapel microphone, and and it's great. I've already used it a couple of times. The sound is great. I'm going to be able to do so many things with this. But uh, I needed to download the the app. I think it's called the Smart Mic Plus. And to set everything up and dial it in, you need the app. And I went to go get the app, and I'm like, uh, it's asking me for a password. And I'm like, okay, why is it asking me this? Because I use my fingerprint all the time. Now, you guys know that I, I was married, and we separated in 2014, so it has been six years. God damn, it has been at least five and a half since I've seen my ex-wife, but we still share the same iTunes account, and this is where I could use your help about the best way to do this. I need to separate the iTunes account now, because it's uh, enough is enough. And I don't want anybody to think like I'm bitching or, or trying to throw my ex-wife under the bus. No, not, not at all. But it just gets irritating with me having to bother her to be able to get the password when it, when it changes or something changes. And what, what ended up happening yesterday is she changed the username. And I don't even know how it happened guys. Uh, To be honest, uh, when we were married, I think everything was underneath my email account and somehow it got changed. And now I'm just kind of at the mercy of her, which I will admit she's been really, really cool about it. I do not buy any apps at all. Like I only do free apps, but I need to get this app. So I, I need to hear from you. I would like to find out what what's the best way because I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to buy all these apps over again just to be able to update them because I I could I could get my own account but I'm not going to be able to update those apps 
that were were on her account, even though it was originally mine. This, see, people, like, if this is the least of my problems, then I think I'm doing okay because I could end up having to pay child support or or you know split up the kids, and we really didn't have a lot of stuff to split up. So I think if an iTunes account is the biggest thing that I got to worry about when it comes to a divorce. I think that I made it off pretty easily, but I would like to hear from you. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. But I don't think a lot of people think about that. I would like to hear from you. What what are the things that you don't even think about when you when you get a divorce? Like the stupid stuff, like what is hers, what is mine, who gets what? And for the most part, guys usually do, do get screwed over big time. Do you realize what a mother has to do to not get custody of the kids? I mean, I know some of those people. I really really do. And I don't, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but for the most part, the mothers get them. But I do know some of those mothers that do not have their kids on a regular basis. And I, I, I'm always intrigued what they did because it had to, had to be bad for the woman not to get custody of the kids. Like it, it had to be really bad. Like we're talking like, prostitution, drugs, theft, uh, abuse has to be something there. But I, I, I could be wrong. But once again, I would like to hear from you. What are some of the things that you and I and, and the rest of us do not think of that you got to separate when you've been married or you've been dating for a really, really long time? 407-270-3044. Uh, and that all, oh, oh. That's also the other thing. When you're on home sharing, I get to see every app because every app she downloads, downloads on my phone, and every app I download, downloads on her phone. So I would also like a little bit of that privacy. And like I said before, if any of you people out there are listening that, that know my ex-wife, don't, don't go running to her and saying that, oh, uh, Tuttle's throwing you under the bus. He's talking shit. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I just think that it is time after six years of being separated to get an iTunes account on my own. Even though I'm not buying anything, it just made everything easier. And now that I'm making money off of the Tuttle Daily Podcast, I, I can afford to do that. It's going to suck, but I think in the long run, it's going to just be better for everybody. As you know, I am a big movie buff. I love movies. And with this pandemic going on, it is ridiculous. Like it, it's, it's been very hard for me, but I have not gone to the movies at all. But I will say this. I... I the last movie that I actually went and saw was Bad Boys for Life. The third Bad Boys movie is the last goddamn movie I went to the theater to watch. And and that's pretty pathetic, man, because like every week I'm a part of that AMC movie club thing where you can go and you can see up to three movies a week 
and and that's for the month and it's only like 12 bucks for the month. So it's a great deal. But I've been watching a lot of streaming and people, uh, I hate to break it to you, which really, really sucks. Uh, I think the days of going to movie theaters might be over with. I mean, I, I really do think that this pandemic has exposed a lot of the flaws when it comes to movie making. And they're going to go straight to streaming. They are. And there is something about going to the theater. I know, guys, it is expensive now. But going to the theater, I never get any concessions. So that's, that's not costing me any money. But there, there's something about going to a movie theater to see a movie on opening night. I mean, it's just, it's kind of electric. You wait all week. You wait months. You even wait a year the first time you see that trailer to go to the movie theater and watch that show. There's just something about it. But I think those days are, are have come and gone. And I ended up watching uh, a new movie, Ron Howard. So that already shows you that this movie is going to be taken seriously because think about this, guys. Opie Taylor. I think Opie Taylor, yeah. But either way, he was on the Andy Griffith Show and has become one of the greatest directors of all time. Apollo 13, goddamn. That is a that is a masterpiece. But anything with Tom Hanks in it is a masterpiece. But he did he did all the Da Vinci Code movies. So Ron Howard is a really, really good director. Um, I don't know what happened to his hair though, man. You know, I, I've always said, you know, you can't have everything. You know, you look at all these good looking guys. In Hollywood, and I bet they got small penises. Because you you just cannot have everything. Now, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, dude's got a hog, still looks hot. God, man, that I really, really no homo. Which I I don't have anything. I'm I'm pro gay. But what I'm trying to say is that you can't have everything. And and I don't believe in God, but let's just say God took Ron Howard's hair from him because that dude had the bozo haircut going on for quite a while. I will say this, Ron Howard makes a very, very extremely attractive daughter. I have the biggest crush on Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, but I watched the movie Hillbilly Elegy. It stars Glenn Close, Amy Adams, and I got to look up the, the kid uh, that played the son. But this was a really, really good movie. We've all been there. You know, a lot of people want to talk about the inner cities and the minorities living in poverty. And I don't want you to think that, ooh, uh, Black Lives Matters can't, don't, won't matter until white lives are all matters. Uh, no, I, I don't. I, I do not agree with that at all. But what I'm trying to tell you is growing up where I grew up at, there are a lot of white families. They have their issues. They are poor. They are struggling, trying to make ends meet, trying to eat, and and get addicted on on drugs and stuff to self medicate because life sucks. So let's the sooner that we can start looking at each other as 
classes instead of black, white, Spanish, Asian. Because we're all in the same boat, people. Because after watching this movie, I'm like, holy crap. And why it was so uncomfortable for me is that I, I know families like that. I know families that have those people that the kids all day long get to just do whatever they want to. And especially in a lot of these white families, when the mother messes up, when the mother is a F up, the grandma has to step in and raise that kid. And we've all known that. If you've grown up in Florida for any amount of time, we all know those kids that had to get raised by their grandma. And here, I'll give you an example. My, my buddy Howard. My buddy Howard, and I'm not saying anything bad, but guess who raised him? His grandmother. His grandmother was one of the greatest people, woman, that I've ever met in my life. And she's already raised her kids. But she took on some more and turned my buddy Howard into a very hardworking, respectful, great guy. So we, we've all been there. Those grandmothers that have had to step in. Uh, luckily, I was fortunate enough that my parents had their shit together and I didn't have to do that type of stuff. And I don't want, they, I don't want Howard to think that I'm saying anything bad about his family or whatever, but his, ma, his grandmother stepped the F up took care of those, and she was, oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was really, really sad. And, and when Howard lost his grandmother, I actually went to the funeral, and it was kind of sad. It, it was really, really sad because I know, <clears throat> I know how much Howard's grandmother meant to him. But that's what I'm trying to say, and that goes for the black communities. You know how many black friends? Oh, yeah, yes, I have black friends. That I've known that the grandmother, the grandmother had to step in. The grandmother had to be the patriarch. Had to take in, had to step up to the pump. And, and take over and uh, for the benefit of the grandchildren to take care of them and help raise them. In this movie, I'm warning you right now, people, it's a little depressing. But it is really, really good. Some of the dialogue is amazing. Glenn Close is fantastic in it. So if you're looking for something new to watch, go to Netflix, check out Hillbilly Elegy, and I think you're really, really going to like it. It's also a book, and just trust me, you, you may hate it, you may really, really like it, but I just wanted to let you know. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. 
Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And I am, my mind was just blown. It, it really, really was. And it's funny how you can go through your whole life and not realize something. But uh, my good friend Sharif, I'm trying to get him on this show, but uh, his birthday is the day after mine uh, because my birthday was yesterday. And I was like, hey, man, I, I didn't know your birthday was right after me. And with one single text, he he really made me, he blew my mind. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm I'm at a loss for words. But uh, I was like, yeah, I didn't know you were, you were born a day after me. He was like, yeah, we're both Valentine's Day babies. And now looking back on it, holy crap. My dad, my dad most likely bought my mom a cheap ass box of chocolates and some crummy old flowers from Winn-Dixie, the beef people, and brought it home, impressed my mom, my dad, impregnated. I was conceived during Valentine's Day. And, you know, we, we have these like little things that happen in our life, um, you know, during this pandemic, you're, you're going to see an, a, a big explosion of babies being born. Like the population is going to go way up people, because when people are not getting out of the house, when people are not being stimulated, you know what they do? They fuck, they fuck as many times as they can a day. And and that's what ends up happening. Uh, you know, a lot of the hurricanes, they've had hurricane babies. They've had blizzard babies. They just these events that happen. You know, people get stressed out. People get stressed the F out. And you know what is a great stress relief? Well, for men, I mean, we don't even need women. We we masturbate. But if you have a significant other and you're stuck inside all the time, what else are you going to do? You're stressed out about money. You're stressed out about getting laid off. Hey, let's fuck. And that's exactly what, what happened with me, Valentine's Day. I, w- I would like to hear from you guys. If, if you are a Valentine's Day, Day baby, because nine months, if, you, if you're talking November, that's February. I was born on the 24th. So February 14th is Valentine's Day. I would like to hear from you. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Um, especially here in the South, you know, because <laughs> my dad always used to play this joke on my mom. He, he would take her up to Brandywine right there in uh, Deland, Leon Springs area and have her pick out a card. He's like, well, I, why am I buying you a card when I could just uh, pick it out, show it to you, and then put it back right on the shelf? So, yeah, my dad got some pussy from my mom over some cheap-ass flowers and some badass chocolate from Winn-Dixie. And that's how I became, that's how I started existing. So I want to thank the people at Winn-Dixie, the beef people, for making me, giving me a chance to be born. All right, so it's happening again. 
I don't understand why it is happening. But, like, if we want to, like, really see how we're doing when it comes to the coronavirus, we don't have far to look but to look at shortages on toilet paper. People, what the hell is going on? Have we become so soft as Americans that we're going to freak out about toilet paper? Like, seriously. Like, I think a lot of you guys have lived such sheltered lives that you can only wipe your ass with two or three plied toilet paper. Do you you realize the random things that I have had to wipe my ass with? And you guys are acting like you're too good to use random things to wipe your ass? Do Do you realize back in the day, like, they didn't have toilet paper? They they would wipe their asses with whatever they could get to be able to clean up. And I know a lot of people have sensitive assholes. They they really do. I'm I'm one of them. A lot of people are like, you're too young to have hemorrhoids. Well, guess what? I was an iron worker for the longest time. When I first started out in radio, I was getting up in the morning, like 3.30, going into work. Working all day, getting off from the radio station by noon, that would give me a 30-minute lunch, and then I would have to haul ass, I'd have to book it to the job site, and then get ready for work. But sitting up on that iron, uh, on the joists, the beams, whatever it may be, uh, a lot of these iron workers get hemorrhoids from the way that they're sitting. And yes, I, I have a hemorrhoid. Uh, and, and I've made this joke uh, numerous times, but I do call it my ass clit because the, the hemorrhoid is exactly right in the middle, right above the BH, the butthole, and it's right there. And and I'll admit, sometimes it gets really sensitive. Sometimes it, it bleeds when when I've gone to the bathroom a lot in one day. Yeah, I, I get a little bit of blood on the toilet paper. But yeah, that's that's my ass clit. I have learned to be to to have to live having an ass clit. I know a lot of you guys won't admit it, but I'm admitting it right now. I am a survivor of uh, of ass clit syndrome. And and that does get a little little rough, but guess what? I I'm not going to be a pussy about it. Uh, I'll use a t-shirt, I'll use a sock, I'll use an underwear, or my underwear, to wipe my ass, because we've all been there, done that, back to, back to being an, an iron worker, uh, when you go in the porta potty and, and you're in a rush, because that morning coffee is hitting you, or, or that food you got off of the, the roach coach, that's, that's what they call the, the food carts on job sites, and that food doesn't agree with you, and then you are in such a hurry. And that's the thing about it. Have you ever really had to go to the bathroom? Like, seriously. You just, you, no matter what, you're a grown-ass man. You should be able to control your bowels. But when you really have to go, your asshole has a mind of its own. And think about this. Why? How does your body... How does your butthole know when your ass is above the toilet? Because once your ass gets over that toilet, you lose all control when you really, really got to go. 
once your ass gets over that toilet, your your BH has a mind of its own, and it's just going to do what it's going to do. The asshole is going to asshole, and it's just going to release. And sometimes you don't have enough time to look that, oh, crap. Because we've all been there. We, we, we've all been there. Like, us as men, or, or just as people, you should always look before you're ready to do your business to see if you have toilet paper in there. And, and it's happened to me on a couple of occasions. You're in a hurry. You got to really take a dump. And you get in the porta potty and you just pull your pants down. And like I said, but once again, once your butt gets over that toilet, Oh, yeah, it, it, it just does its own thing. And then once you release and you look, oh, my God, I have no toilet paper. You got to be resourceful. You, you got to be resourceful. You got to almost be like the MacGyver of poop. And you're going to use, I mean, obviously, you're not going to use your shirt. You're not going to use your pants. But you got two socks and underwear for you to be able to wipe your ass. And I'll admit it, we've all done it. And that's the thing about you people. You, you will not admit that you have had to be a heathen. You've had to do some things that you would not want to share with people. And, and I think that's why this podcast does so well. Because I'm being honest, yes, a lot of the things that I share on this show are, do not make me look good. They definitely do not put me in a good light. But yes, I've used my socks. I've had to work a full day on the job site, not wearing any underwear, not wearing socks because I had to use them to wipe my ass. So I don't understand why you people are hoarding toilet paper. I mean, do you do realize like there's other things that are a lot more important than than what you're using to wipe your butt? Think about food. Think about all that, the essential things you need. Is toilet paper really, really one of them? Because I'm telling you right now, I have even gotten so desperate. You know, that, that cardboard tube that the toilet paper sits on that, that's wrapped around it. I've gotten so desperate that I have actually ripped that apart and wiped my ass with the cardboard little tube that the toilet paper goes around. You got to do what you got to do, man. When it comes to poop, it, poop, g pooping is like war. You got to do what you got to do to survive. And that's, that's just the way that it is. And I know a lot of you guys don't like discussing this type of stuff, but we've all been there. We have had to use newspaper. We've had to use towels. We've, at home, grab an old t-shirt. Why do you think a lot of these white trash hillbilly mother effers keep so many clothes around? That is, that's ass wiping material. So why would you get rid of it? So before you go out and you start hoarding or you're freaking out because you don't think you're going to have enough toilet paper, just wipe your ass with whatever you can or just hop in the shower, hop in the shower Run some warm water, some uh, soap in there, and you'll get clean. So just relax, people. Toilet paper is not that important. <laughs>
I don't want any of you guys to think that I am throwing my producer vulture under the bus. I, I'm not. I could not be more satisfied with what my producer vulture is doing. And he's been getting me a lot of guests. And with my podcast, I know that I'm not going to get a lot of big name celebrities on my show. It's just not going to happen. But I want to talk to because a lot of people do not realize there are so many interesting stories out there. I, I think sometimes the normal, not normal people, but just everyday people that have a passion about something or have experienced things. I, I want to talk to those type of people because celebrities, they're, they're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to tell you every single thing because they have an image to uphold. And that's why I like talking to a lot of the guests that my producer Vulture has been getting me in today um, might have been one of the worst interviews that I've ever tried to do. And I want, I wanted to talk about it. The reason that I had this person on was because it's, it's an important topic to me, but I also know what good radio is and I, I need to do a little bit research, but this woman wanted to talk about human rights. And I was like, okay, there, there's so many things when it comes to human rights that we can talk about that us as Americans, we don't, we, we live such sheltered lives here as Americans that we don't see all the horrors uh, and bad things that are happening around the world. And that's why I wanted to talk to this person, but oh my God, people. I guess, I guess women rambling, females rambling, that is just like a universal trait. And I don't even, I don't care where, what country you're from. I don't care what your beliefs, religions, political views may be. If you're a woman, you are rambling because this woman, I'd ask her a question. And the bad thing is, is that she, you could not understand her. And if I'm guessing, and I'm going to go through the audio and play a little bit of it for you. I, I, I just want you to hear it. But I, I'm kind of a softy, and I didn't want to be mean to her. But I knew within the first couple of minutes of the interview, I was like, I, I can't use this. I, I just can't use it because I'm pretty good. And Vulture, Vulture is amazing because he's been all over, all over the world. And is good at understanding accents when people are trying to speak English. But my God, this, this was kind of bad. And it also didn't help that she would just go on and on and on. I mean, we've all been there, right? We, we've had those conversations with people that they're just talking, talking, talking. And you know what you do? You, you tune out. Your brain is almost like, in, in cruise control. And you know what you do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You just keep using those type of phrases over and over again to make it seem like you're interested in this. But I, uh, like I said, I, I, this woman, I'm sure she's very, very nice, but if she's wanting to get attention for her cause, which is human rights, 
She's going to have to get a little bit better on the mic because I checked out after the first minute. I did. And like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm sure she is an amazing person. But I also got to think about my audience. I, I, and, and I just can't play it. That's, that's why I'm saying I want to go through just to give you a little bit of an e example of what I had to deal with. And, and now, guess what? You know how I talked about how this radio show, this podcast, has made me a better broadcaster? It's also helped me to understand, you know, all those radio hosts that I've worked with, some of the biggest shows in Central Florida, like Ron Bennington, Russ Rollins, Drew Garabo, Bubba the Love Sponge, Mike Calta, uh, Shannon Burke. Now I get it because it is frustrating as hell when you're a host of a radio show and you're trying to make it entertaining, but this person just keeps going on, on, on. And I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of hate from the ladies out there. And I'm not, I'm not painting with a broad brush, but you also, it's, it's a give and take. If you're going to go on somebody's radio show to do an interview, it's, it's like a dance. It, it, it is a dance. It's give and take. And as the host, you're the one that's supposed to be leading. And the guest is supposed to be the one following me. But no, no, not, not this woman. Not this woman at all. And like I said, I, I think she most likely, like I said, French. But it just, it was, it was so uncomfortable. But I'm also that type of person that... I could have easily cut that interview off and been like, hey, you know, you know what? This isn't going so well, but me being the guy that I am, I was I I did the interview. So I will plug it. I will promote her cause and stuff, but I gotta worry about the content on my show. So let me go through that. Cause I I I, I seriously would love for you to be able to hear it. And understand why I didn't want to air this interview. It's not that she wasn't bad. She just needs to get better and and be more concise instead of rambling. And it probably would have been a pretty good interview because there were so many great questions I had. But at, after a certain amount of time, like I said, I checked out and I, I, I feel bad about it. But if I'm not interested in it, I know my audience, my supporters will not be interested as well. All right, last segment of the day before I wrap up the show, and I, I wanted to talk about this. Once again, I, I hate to overuse this term, and, and I'm not trying to be a shock jock, but I don't understand these food stereotypes. And, and what I mean by is that food that is related to a certain racial makeup like here i'm not being racist but uh like italian italians love uh, lasagna spaghetti pizza mexican they, they love tacos and burritos um but i'm just trying to figure out like why does food have stereotypes when it comes to r the racial divide all around the world because if i'm just being honest i love tacos I love burritos. 
I love pizza. I love lasagna. I love spaghetti. And I'm white. I am the whitest mother effer you're going to find on the face of this planet. And I just want to know where this started from. Where did these food stereotypes come from? Because right now uh, in Michigan, Michigan Sheriff's Court deputy fired after posting a photo of Kamala Harris carving a watermelon. And guess what? Once again, I am white. And guess what I love? Watermelon. Now, there, there's a big debate on how you're supposed to eat watermelon. Do, do you just eat it? Or do you put salt on it? Because I don't know if it's a Caucasian white stereotype, but I love putting salt on my watermelon. I know it's not. I know that it is not healthy. I know it's not good for your your blood pressure, but I put salt on my watermelon. And I know this is going to sound like a really, really white thing, but you want to know what my dad, my dad will eat the ass out of some cantaloupe. You know what he puts on cantaloupe? Pepper, just regular pepper on his cantaloupe. So is that, is that a white thing? But let me get back to this story. A part-time court deputy with the Oakland County Sheriff's Office was terminated after she was found. Oh, so this is a woman. After she was found to have posted a photo on social media showing Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Mike Pence pumpkin carving and Kamala Harris carving a watermelon. The Reverend Dr. Wendell Anthony in Detroit, uh, he's a part of the branch of the NAACP, it grows out of the past and the recognition that is often linked to the buffoonery. Uh, you, don't, you don't hear a lot of people use the word buffoonery. Uh, Shot Doctor did all the time. And to less than he said, we are outraged by this former employee's actions and condemn the behavior uh, she chose to engage in. These types of incidents are disgusting and will never be tolerated or pushed aside at the sheriff's office. Now, I completely understand that, you know, there, there's that racial stereotype of African-Americans liking watermelon. But guess what? I love watermelon. I eat it all the time. And I'd like to hear from you. How do you eat your watermelon when you do it? Salt? No salt? Do you like seedless watermelons? Do you like your watermelons to have seeds in it? Um, here, here's another one. Everybody, everybody wants to talk about African-Americans liking fried chicken. Guess what? I fucking love fried chicken. So what I'm trying to say is, are we in the, in, are we at the point where we are so divided that food now has become racist? And I get it. I'm not on the other side. I'd like to hear from you. What food is attached to Caucasian? Like, what do we like? You know, if, I, if I'm thinking a white person, what food they like, what is the blandest thing I can think of? And I would say just toast with butter on it. Like, that, that's something you would see You'd be like, yeah, that cracker, he, he loves his toast with butter on it. That's the one, one of the whitest things 
that I could ever think of. And while I'm on that, I, 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 I wanted to bring this game back, and I, I think I might do it. And I know that I, a lot of you guys are going to call me out. You're going to be like, oh, you're ripping off other radio guys. But I was the one that actually went out and, and had to ask the questions. But we used to play this game when, when I was a co-host slash producer on the Spice Show at 1025 The Bone. We used to play this game, and, and it was so uncomfortable for me. I used to get so nervous. And then I would have to write these question sounds. But we used to play this game called What's Wider on the Spice Show. We, we used to be on at night at 1025 The Bone, and we would play the game What's Wider. So I would go out and I would give them like two scenarios, like such and such. What's wider, like wearing a a uh, a sweater or apologizing every time you say a curse word? What's wider? I I know those are lame examples, but that, that was the first thing I could think of off of the top of my head. Now, is it stealing? Am I ripping off a bit? Because it wasn't my idea, but I was the one that went out, had to be in the trenches, uh, have the chances of me just getting my face punched in by an African-American gentleman by asking, what's wider? What's wider? And then we would have the callers because there would be two options. We would give the two options. And then the caller would have to guess what's wider. Now, can I do that? Can I can I take that bit and make it my own without feeling like I'm ripping somebody off? I'd like to hear from you. And as well as what food is attached to white people? 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. Got to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I cannot thank you guys enough, the supporters of the Tuttle Daily Podcast, all the people that are telling people, helping spread the word, telling your friends, family, loved ones, neighbors. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? concerns or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead Tuttle at gmail.com that's Tuttle with two d's at gmail.com 
To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?